0: Hello, Canada, and welcome to another episode of Canadian Common Sense. This is Canadian Common Sense with Lewis and Tony. Well, hello, Canada. Today's date is January. 5th 2020 welcome to a full edition of canadian
1: common sense it is
0: tony here in saskatchewan
1: and lewis out here in bc
0: happy new year canada happy new year our first show of the new year our first full show uh lewis has supplied us with a couple of fantastic rants over the past couple of days so hopefully you've had a chance to tune into those and We're going to get right to it tonight. On the show tonight, we've got the Trudeau government has missed a couple of deadlines. And what kind of legislation do we have coming in the next year? And most importantly, vacationing government employees. And we're talking about members of the government and their staff. And as a special bonus, we promise we are going to end this show on a high note, on a positive note tonight. How do you like that? Well, that's, a, that's a
1: tall order. <laughs> it is, but I have something in mind, so hopefully I don't forget by the time we get to the end. <laughs> oh, great. Well, and if we have any time, I'd like to, you know, do a few predictions uh, for the year, too. Absolutely. We'll make time for that. All
0: right. So, most importantly, my friend, how you doing?
1: Oh, pretty good. It's, um, I mean, I live in B.C., so... We're not, you know, getting locked down the way Ontario and Quebec are. So uh, that's a that's a good thing.
0: That is a bonus, and because yeah. you live in
1: about, you live in such a oh
0: well, see so you live in the and be- the best part of BC, but since you grew up in the interior and you lived in the prairies for quite some oh, time, you know all about freezing rain. Well, oh yeah. I got to contend with freezing rain this morning and the highway was like a sheet of glass with water on it. And so I took it nice and slow. But the reason I'm bringing this story up, Canada, is because it was a great moment that there was a lady who was with her SUV in the ditch on a gravel road in front of me. And her husband was there and she reminded me of my dad. I mean, when my dad rests in peace, he's been gone for quite a few years. But uh, the poor old guy just did not want me to help out To pull her out of the ditch because he wanted to do it himself he had his pride and whatnot and finally after about five minutes of him shoveling and just getting the the suv more stuck he finally realized that there was this truck driver with a big heavy truck behind him that i could just you know hook on and pull him out in a matter of seconds and so we did that so did my good deed for the day
1: (laughs) excellent that's very canadian of you well and that and that's kind of why I
0: brought that up cuz I mean that that certainly is very much the Canadian way. I mean we we tend to to lend a hand when someone needs it and you know we often don't need to be asked and that's that's just the great thing that makes us Canadian.
1: It is. Although although with the way the government's treating us right now you would think that that wasn't a Canadian trait.
0: Well exactly. Yeah. And Speaking of our government, now, Louis, you as a, a small businessman and a, an employer. Yeah. You no, know, and uh, I wish I had the clip, but I wasn't able to find it for today's show. Mr. Trudeau, a few months ago, said, and I can quote, the last thing Canadians need right now are more taxes. Do you remember mm-hmm. him saying that? I do. And here we are now that we are four days into the new year, five days, sorry. We have a 9.3% increase in Canada Pension Plan premiums. We have Mm -hmm. another 50% increase in carbon tax. We have Mm -hmm. another increase in alcohol taxes, or escalating taxes that go on every year automatically. Yep. But the last thing we need was more... So... Did Mr. Trudeau, lie or is he just? Well, I'll be family friendly. Is he just a jerk?
1: Well, I think it's all of the above. Um, he's he is a liar. I mean, we've we know that he's done nothing but lie the entire time he's been on in office. Like, and this is where I get really frustrated with people going on and on about how Donald Trump is the very first you know, world leader who's ever lied to his, to his uh, people. Right. I mean, every, every leader in the world has lied to their people and everything that Donald Trump has been under fire for, such as lying to Americans about the severity of uh, COVID. uh, Trudeau did the same thing. And now he's lying about taxes too. And I do think that it's, it's not just incompetency. I mean, I think it's malice. I I think that he really, he's lying for his own personal benefit. And, and there, and the, and the problem is, is that even five years in people are still defending him when he lies yeah, and that, I mean, they, that's they, they problematic. still say it, it's it's like there's still thirty percent or thirty five percent of the of the Canadian public still believes every single word he says. So if he says taxes are not going up, even though in reality they are, people believe him. They say no, no taxes aren't going up. Like, yeah. come on! Like, I I don't understand this. And it, it, we, we have the hard facts. We have the numbers. The taxes are going up. They've already gone up as of January 1st.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. And I guess he doesn't care because even if he has to pay a little extra in tax, it doesn't hurt his pocketbook at all. Who, whose pocketbook it does hurt is, well, us little people. And Canada, a lot of what we talk about tonight is all going to tie into the same story and, and When I heard Lewis's rant about, you know, how our government is continuing to betray us, that is what a lot of what's on my mind is springboarding off of. So you're going to hear a theme with uh, a lot of what we talk about here with our entitled political class. Now, um, that being said, I want to go on to uh, our government missing some deadlines. Now, the first deadline I wanted to talk about was a deadline when there was, there was a motion passed in the House of Commons a little over a month ago, and we had talked about it on the show, and it was a conservative motion that was going to force the Trudeau government to make a decision on Huawei, whether or not to let them into Canada's 5G network. And at the time, we had said, great, except that it is a non-binding motion. And because there's non-binding... Yeah. Therefore, there's no consequence for the government not to make a decision. So, guess what? Trudeau waffles on Huawei and makes no decision at all. Yeah. And we yeah, predicted and that. And it just, it really, really ticks me off that there's no accountability. It costs them absolutely nothing to, well, just thumb their nose at the, at the opposition and extension at canadians and this crap has got to stop and i just i can't take it
1: anymore there's absolutely no support in the canadian public for huawei none i mean this isn't even like a question of votes because nobody in Canada wants Huawei 5G uh, equipment in this country because we all know that it's a security risk. Well, yeah, And there there's absolutely no support for it. So this isn't about votes. What is it about?
0: It's about Trudeau's love for China. I mean, we were quoting poll numbers, and this was a few months ago, saying that only 14% of Canadians at that time, and this was last summer, had a positive image of China. I'm willing to bet that number is, is much, much lower than 14% now. And we have discussed this in the show before, too, that the major telecom companies in Canada, like Telus, Rogers, Bell, all have signed deals with Ericsson or Nokia, or both in some cases, and shut Huawei out of their own 5G networks. So really, the Trudeau government could easily skate on this one just by saying that yeah the telecoms have all gone gone elsewhere, so therefore we have we, we don't need Huawei equipment, and he could easily get a pass. But he
1: won't do it because he's just a uh, uh, word I can't say on the radio. Yeah, well, and SaskTel even went one step further, and they removed their Huawei equipment, or are in the process of removing their exactly, Huawei Exactly, yeah. Equipment. So, I mean, every telecom... So, so the telecom companies... Yeah, the tele- the telecom companies have made the decision for the government, and the government still won't make a yeah, decision. Yeah, and it's
0: just it's frustrating as hell, is what it is. For you know, for being a Canadian,
1: it's it's maddening, absolutely maddening. And this is, and this is a fairly, uh, you know, this is an issue that shouldn't even be making us angry. Because it's such a simple decision. Yeah,
0: and it should have been done long ago. I mean, every other country in the Five Eyes intelligence group, that being Australia, New Zealand, the UK, and the United States, all have said, and every single one of those Five Eyes partners has also said to Canada, it's time for you guys to get on board.
1: Well, they haven't even, I mean, that—that that is that is like a minor line in what they said. I mean, Yes, they said it's time for you to get on board, but they said, until you do get on board, we are not sharing any intelligence. with And you.
0: that's the worst part. That's the scariest part because, well, there's Chinese spies all over the world, and we learned that when uh, you mentioned the WikiLeaks leak. So Indeed.
1: we got to get yeah. on this. I mean, this is this is a big issue, and it didn't have to be. I mean, who, who in their right mind... Would try to appease China while pissing off the Americans, the Australians, the British, and the and the Kiwis. I mean, those are our closest allies. Yep,
0: exactly. And it's just it's it's ridiculous that I mean, uh, I mean Trudeau has always been blinded by ideology, and and his love for China is blinding him even further, and it's it's to the detriment of our country.
1: Yeah, and you know, back in that when he had that one night with Justin Trudeau, uh, it was a it was a women's only uh, night night in Toronto, and and that's yeah, yeah, the creepy the one creepy night with Justin in Toronto. (laughs) the the uh, the the question about who just or what what uh, what other country in the world does Justin uh, admire? That was that night. Yep, and. He his answer, and and honestly, you could interpret his answer as just him admiring uh, that that they have the ability to just flick a switch and change direction, the Chinese government, and not so much the fact that he admires China or that he admires communism even though he did say he admired their basic dictatorship. Um, but I, th- but you could actually interpret his comments as saying, you know, I admire the fact that that government can just change direction uh, at will, um, because here in the Western world, in democracies, it takes, you know, a decade to change direction or more. Um, but you can't interpret that answer any other way after the way he has handled Huawei.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he would love to be able to say, I'm the government, I can do what I want. And, you know, all these, these pesky peons who, who vote and, you know, try to choose their government probably annoy him like crazy. Yeah.
1: And that, and I think that that's, you know, I've always criticized him for that answer because I always figured that he really did mean what he said and he didn't just misspeak. Um, but the way he's been handling Huawei, it just reaffirms it. The, the, and the way he's handled China in general as prime minister has a, has just reaffirmed the fact that he meant exactly what he said when he answered that question.
0: Yep, absolutely right. All right, so we got Huawei, and just before the show started, Lewis, you actually uh, pointed out something I didn't know, but the Trudeau government missed
1: another quite important deadline. They did, yeah. Um, everybody knows UNESCO, as in UNESCO uh, World Heritage Sites, right? Like, uh, there's uh, the Grand Canyon, I believe, is one um the you know there there's there's all these victoria falls right in uh in south africa all these these places are unesco world heritage sites well canada has a, has a couple of their own and and one of them is the wood buffalo national park that borders alberta and uh the yukon or n- northwest territories right um or sorry northwest territories what that's what i meant um and it's the largest national park in canada it's 44,000 uh hectares wow. i believe and it's you to remain a unesco world heritage site the government has a responsibility to continually deliver updates uh and reports to unesco about their uh then the money they're investing and the processes that they're putting in place and everything to preserve this natural, um, this natural world heritage site, uh, and this natural wonder and wood Buffalo national park is a natural wonder. It is, is a beautiful place. I've never been there. I've seen, I've seen, uh, video and, and photos. It is, it's gorgeous. Um, it's also home to uh, either one of or the largest wild bison herd in the world. And the federal liberals missed their deadline to provide this update to UNESCO by three weeks. Wow. And this is something that is a regular thing. They have to do this and they know it and they and they prepare for it. And they still missed it by three weeks. And UNESCO is threatening to remove Wood Buffalo National Park from their World Heritage Site list. And, uh, and and that was before they missed the deadline. Wow! <laughs> it's it, it's this this government. This government is just totally and. Com- Completely irresponsible and uh, just—they're not able. No, they're incompetent. No, to to no, no bounds. Bounds. Like it's ridiculous. Incompetent. I'm sorry. That is the word I was looking for. It was on the edge <laughs> of my tongue. I couldn't remember what it was. The—they are completely incompetent.
0: They are. I mean, that's the best way to put it and this is just one more example and like you say this is simple you know this is coming so how could they not have whatever bureaucrat it is to be out there dotting the i's and crossing the t's like there are no words you know it's just yeah. a, it's a, it's one of those simple things it's like that old that facebook meme coming going around you have one job
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Yeah the people who you know you guys have one job and that is just to 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 do the job that you've been given and you can't even exactly. do that. Like it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. I, although today I will give Justin Trudeau credit for one thing. And that is today he may he he uh had a a press conference and, and gave, a uh, a little, you know, not really a state of the union address, but more, more, just kind of a, like an update, I guess, on, on where things are at. He, uh, he did cancel the thousand dollar benefit for people who are, uh, who have to stay home from work because they may have come into contact with COVID or with someone with COVID. So, you know, how you, if you, if you have a, a possible uh, exposure, you have to stay home for two weeks and many employers don't have uh, sick leave or, or a uh, uh, short term disability or anything like that. Uh, and people were coming back from their holidays because they all decided over Christmas that they were going to go to Mexico or Hawaii. And we'll talk more about who well, those yeah, people it's... were in a bit. Um, and they uh, and they get home and they have to stay home for two weeks in quarantine. So they apply for this $1,000 benefit. Um, he canceled that for people returning from holidays. People who have to stay home because they had a COVID exposure and they need to quarantine for two weeks away from work they still get it but he canceled it for people who are coming back from holidays because people were actually doing it and getting approved and i commend him for that decision and that and that move because that was the right yeah that
0: was actually that a very good move so i i actually i'm just hearing about that for the first time now i didn't know that so uh yeah hats off to you mr trudeau that i'm all in favor
1: well, it might be his only good decision this year. So let's, let's yeah, exactly. give him props.
0: <laughs> so uh, one decision that he, in my opinion, is is getting wrong. And see, British Columbia, you're often the the, the leader, or at least you uh, tend to be the, the guinea pig for a lot of experiments that end up in being national legislation. And unfortunately, this is something that you had brought up on a show might even have been a year and a half or so ago, when the government of British Columbia decided that they were going to adopt UNDRIP, which is the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Persons, and the Trudeau government yeah. has decided that they were they too have decided that now they wish to adopt UNDRIP and were unable to sneak this in in the last legislative session of Parliament, although it was on the on the agenda. So I'm guessing it's going to be reintroduced in the spring.
1: Yeah, and if anybody wants to know what Undrip does and what it means, Undrip is the United Nations uh, Declaration of Rights for Indigenous Peoples, and unfortunately, one of the one of the uh, uh, rights that the, uh, Undrip gives uh, Indigenous Peoples is the ability to just kibosh any any project and that's happening in bc already we've had it for a year and a half it is uh or a little over a year because i believe it was november or december of 2019 when it was passed uh There is a project, and this is just an example. I read about it today. There's a a, a housing development project that's supposed to be going ahead in Penticton, BC, um, where it's like 230 homes, I believe, that are going to be built, and it's within Penticton city limits. It's on private property. It is not uh, native land. It is what the native uh, chiefs and, and, and uh, councils are calling, you know, traditional traditional right. lands for, for the Penticton Indian Band, right? Uh, and they are basically they're just saying, nope, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. See. And and this is where I and this is what I said would happen. I said this, I like when, when that, when the, when UNDRIP was passed in BC on this show, I said, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. And it is, it's happening.
0: Yeah. Well, this is, see, this is where the, uh, where the, what they call free prior and informed consent comes in. And I'm, I always thought of it more from a resource project end of it, just because I live in the prairies and that's kind of more where it goes on our end of it. But, at the time when it was being uh, introduced in British Columbia, I don't remember who asked the question, but somebody said, does that not effectively give, give First nations bands a veto? And I remember one of the talking heads answers at the time was, well, I mean, if one band chooses to oppose a pipeline, the pipeline can always redirect around that nation. And I thought that is actually the stupidest answer I've ever heard to that question, because if you give one band of veto they all have effectively that veto because if they quote unquote refuse consent how many times are you going to reroute a project like that like the whole idea on the consultation is the route
1: yeah and at some point that route gets to be too expensive to complete
0: right and that's the whole idea in my opinion
1: yeah and and the problem the problem is is that there is no defined borders between uh, one band's traditional land and another band's traditional land. Um, At one point, and and here's an example. Back in the 90s, the cover of the province newspaper had a map of BC and uh, and the number 217%. And what it was referring to was 217 percent of BC's land was was uh, being claimed by various uh, land claim uh, land land claim applications by uh, First Nations wow. bands. So they're all they're a lot of they're, they're claiming the same. The same land as other bands, so yeah. In the nineties, when all the land claim uh, uh, proceedings started, two hundred and seventeen percent of BC of BC's territory was being claimed. Oh my so there is no, there's no defined borders. So I don't know how anybody thinks they can just reroute around it. You can't. I mean, there's no, where, where's the border? Where where do you, you know, you can't show me a line on a map because there is no line on a map. So where do you take that pipeline?
0: Yeah. Good point.
1: And this isn't even a, uh, a pipeline that we're talking about in Penticton. It's a housing development.
0: Yeah. Ridiculous. Like I, uh, I I would never even have thought of the housing end of it, but you're right. Any project. So, uh, and the problem is being the whole, You know, prior informed consent idea, and we saw this in northern Alberta in uh, the Fort McMurray area, where uh, I can't remember the name of the chief now. Um, He was chief in Fort Chipway Anyway, he was he was a a gentleman who got into the fight with the RCMP officer in Fort McMurray last year.
1: Alan Alan Earl. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Yeah, that's
0: and uh, you actually pointed out in the show that he had uh, taken a fifty thousand dollar gift. From one of the companies, in exchange for his consent for for a resource, for a, it was an oil sands project. So, yeah, there's that problem. You know, it's they're just there is they're asking for nothing but trouble if they bring this through in legislation. And I really hope that they think long and hard about what they're doing before they pass this.
1: Yeah, they won't. Because because uh, the Justin Trudeau and his cohorts don't think in the first
0: place. Well, yeah, that's true. So.
1: I mean, you just look at everything that they do. Every plan they come up with is always got unintended consequences, or is a, or is used in a way that it wasn't meant to be used. Like we, like we, <laughs> like like Serb. Like, uh, like they came up with the, I I can't remember the acronym for it, but it was the, uh, the rental assistance for, uh, I think it was C E R A. Um, the, the, uh, rental assistance for commercial businesses that put all the onus on the landlord, not on the tenant. Like it's, it was, it was, and nobody used it because of that um because it's not the landlord's problem if his tenant can't pay it's the tenant's problem so why is he going to do all the work to to get paid when the land when it's the land or the tenant that should be doing the work to get his landlord well, yeah, paid. Exactly. So, and so that's that's what happened with that program it didn't even get used so i mean this is it, it's just it's just a, a long list of of bungles and programs that that are just wastes of money didn't work or they were or they were just flat out scams
0: allegedly, allegedly yeah
1: like like we i mean let's be real that it just has all the hallmarks of a scam
0: well i don't know i mean offering a a government contract for a, a student summer jobs program to the real estate holdings division of a company that's owned by, by friends of the prime minister. That doesn't sound corrupt. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And don't forget that real estate holdings division of, of we didn't even have employees. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah. There were no employees. (laughs) It was just a real estate holding division. It's, it it was just a holdings company. It wasn't even, they didn't even have any employees. They had no infrastructure. Fantastic. Nothing. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, just one thing after another. Right. All right. So,
0: what I've been fired up about, and Lewis, you've been fired up about for a couple of days now, is our overlords. Um, I'd like to call them our elected officials and the staffers who work for them. But since they're acting like our overlords, we've had it's up over a dozen now across the country, MLAs uh, from Alberta, uh, one cabinet minister in Alberta, a cabinet minister from Saskatchewan, a cabinet minister from Ontario. You brought up an MNA in Quebec and chief of staff of the premier of Alberta. The list goes on and on and on of these, Entitled douchebags, a fantastic descriptor by you the other day. These entitled douchebags telling us, don't you dare go anywhere. You make sure you stay at home, you little peasant. But me, because I'm special, I'm going on vacation. Whoop, whoop, whoop.
1: Yeah. And the worst offender is the United Conservative Party out of Alberta.
0: Terrible. Like there, I think there's seven or eight so far we found out about. And at least at least seven. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more to come. And I mean, you covered enough of this in your rant. I don't want to be too much on the vacations themselves. But I uh what ticks me off is I was complaining about this to a friend of mine who I consider to be a conservative, or at least I did, he's still a friend. But he actually defended this move and said that, well, I mean, airports aren't closed. Legally they they can travel as long as they're going to isolate when they come back and stuff. And I said, No, these people are people we elected to to into positions of leadership into power who have told us you need to follow the the directions of our of our health professionals and stay home and don't go visit visit family and don't leave you know your own province and don't leave your own city for that matter. Stay home as much as possible. And the first thing I go to and I mean you've heard me you know say this many times on our show is my mother who's seventy five years old in a long term care home in Alberta, a different province, who I haven't seen in a year. I'm trying to behave myself and these so-and-sos are gallivanting around just like it's business as usual. How the hell are we supposed to take them seriously?
1: Yeah. And as I said in my rant, is it any wonder there's, there's COVID deniers? Yeah. I mean, when you got the, when you've got our uh, elected officials, our leaders who tell us don't travel, it's too dangerous. Don't go see your, uh, your, your parents for Christmas. It's too dangerous. Don't go and uh, don't have anybody over to your house for a drink on Christmas Eve. It's too dangerous. Don't go to a shoe store. It's too dangerous. Don't go out to eat. It's too dangerous. And then you find out, oh, well, they're saying all this and then jumping on a plane to Hawaii or Mexico or Greece or the U.S., Yep, but those those rules are for you, you peasant, not for them. And it's, and so when you see that, it's no wonder that there's people out there going, wait a minute, is this even real? Right? I mean, because you've got, I mean, it's the same thing that happened with climate change, right? I mean, you and I, we both agree, climate change is real. How much of it is human-caused is is, I think, nobody actually knows and you and i both yeah. agree on that um but you can totally understand how there's people out there who deny climate change because the p- very people who tell us not to uh not to drive big gas guzzling suvs and and uh and fly around the world and and uh and all of this kind of stuff um they fly private jets. They have their limos running idling all day long while they wait for them to come out of the house of Commons. Um, just stuff like that. Like they, they just, they say one thing and do another. And so you really can't understand why there's people out there going, is COVID even real? I mean, I know it's real. My sister had it. Her whole family had it. Her family, kicked it pretty quickly within a day or two she got messed up by it to the point where at one point she went blind deaf and lost the use of her hands and feet so I know it's real but it's it's like it's like our leaders are not leaders they're liars yeah and see that's the problem and but. Yeah, and the, and we even had we even had one. Uh, I think it was the um, uh, finance minister in Ontario who went to great lengths to even hide his trip to Mexico.
0: He had made like a, a video before he left, or something like that, with his Christmas wishes by the fireplace, or something silly like that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, and 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 even had. Um, I'm trying to remember, and it was sent out after he yeah, left. Yeah, remember that. I heard that, I should say. Yeah, to to make it look like he was actually in Ontario. Yeah. I mean, this is this is like that's that is calculated. Yeah. And I'm and like and and like I said on my rant, I'm sick to death of this BS. I'm sick to death of these like I said on the rant and you just succinctly quoted me was these self-entitled douchebags telling me how to live my life and then doing the exact opposite. I'm doing everything I can to be responsible. I've got a grandmother who's lives in, who's lives in a long-term uh, well, it's not a long-term care facility, but it's attached to a long-term care facility, but it's, it's a, uh, an assisted living building. And I had to say Merry Christmas to her through a window this year. Yeah. And I, I, it, 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 it's she had to spend it alone. It could be her last. yeah, cause you don't know. and and in that building, and in that building, it's like twenty percent of the people die every year of old age. And so for twenty percent of the people in that building, this was their last Christmas. and they didn't get to spend it with family. We didn't get to spend our Christmas with them and we were doing everything we could to keep them safe and these self-entitled douchebags were flying around the world on a on luxury holidays
0: yep and you know in the case of you know Saskatchewan cabinet minister minister of highways Joe Hargrave took his whole family to California with him and you know quote unquote to sell his vacation property well you probably didn't need to bring the whole family. In fact, you didn't need to go anywhere at all, but that's not even what bugs me the most about this. And what really, really ticks me off is the, the quote unquote punishment that that these ministers, these politicians and whatnot have received. Now, in the case of Joe Hargrave and also with Tracy Allard in Alberta, they simply resigned their cabinet post and, Ooh, big deal. I don't know the numbers for Alberta, so I'll just use the Saskatchewan numbers. So by resigning from cabinet, he loses the, the bonus money for being a cabinet minister. So he gets demoted to a regular MLA and still makes a base salary of $107,000 a year. So boy, oh boy, he's sure going to be feeling the pain. Wow. he's He sure learned his lesson.
1: like. Yeah. and in, in in Alberta, it's 120. Oh, million.
0: there you go. So, uh, yeah, they're really getting hurt by resigning their cabinet post, which will get you know shuffled back in quietly at some point in time. So they're taking absolutely no punishment. For as far as I'm concerned, you want to punish them? Kick them out of caucus. Pull the, pull the you know they pull the plug on them. Call them by election. Fire them all together. But no, 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 no. We'll just pat them on the head and say, don't you do that again? Well, that's not enough. It's really not enough. They actually have to feel some pain for their actions. They're the ones, like you said, they're supposed to be leading us, setting an example and actually being people we look up to instead of people we look at with contempt, which is exactly how I'm looking right now because, as you can tell, I'm a little pissed.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and, and here's something. You and I got to actually meet Jason Kenney at gray cup i like november of 2019 and and we were a little starstruck because we're big fans of jason Kenny. and right now i have contempt for jason Kenny. like i could not be more disappointed in the way he handled this he didn't he didn't dole out any punishment for four days after after hearing about his uh about the transgressions of his of his chief of staff of his ministers and MLAs and their staff members this he and on top of that he didn't even fire them he asked them to resign and he didn't even fire them I'm sorry they deserved to be recognized as being fired Well, exactly and 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 they should have, at the very least, been kicked out of the party.
0: Well, yeah. And see, the problem is is that Kenny and probably Doug Ford and, and for sure Scott Moe were all sitting there just hoping that this would just blow over and people would forget about it. But you know what? God bless you, Canada, because Canadians have not forgot about it. In fact, Canadians are pissed right off because we have been the ones who've been sacrificing exactly what you just said, Lewis. We're trying to follow the rules. We're trying to... To make sense of the stupidity as far as, you know, the people you can't have at your home, but you can see in public. And we've all made the sacrifices just to watch these. I'm going to say it again. Entitled douchebags just thumb their nose at us. And I think I hope to God Canadians
1: have finally had enough because I know I sure have. Yeah. And I want to make it clear. I'm not I'm I'm not like in my rant. I even said, you know, like let's. Pay a bit more attention to who these people are when we vote for them and start voting for people who are honest, who have integrity. And I don't even care who, which party they're from at this point. I mean, because certainly the conservatives aren't, ex, you know, showing how wonderful they are at keeping their word and being uh, leaders and, and, uh, and, and perfect examples or not even perfect examples, just a, a relatively half decent good example to to their to the people that they uh uh have power over yeah uh because because in Alberta it's the conservative party that was the worst in the country i mean i haven't heard of any uh uh bc mlas yet i'm sure we probably will at some I'll point imagine um but but i have and i've said this before and i said it in my rant earlier today that i have i actually have a great deal of respect for John Horgan's and John Horgan and his integrity, because I think he is a man with integrity and I don't agree with his political stands. I don't believe, I don't agree with his political beliefs, but I do think he's a good man and that he's got good intentions. And if he, whether those intentions, you know, have the desired effect or not is another question because they are NDP policies. But <laughs> I think he is, he is a person, I think that if any of his MLAs did travel abroad, he will take decisive action against them. Maybe not fire them uh, as MLAs because I don't think they legally no. can, because what they did was not illegal. Um, but I'm sure that he would do. He would take a more decisive action towards them than Jason Kenny did.
0: Yep. And I know we're getting close to our time here, but I do want to say the most. Entitled douchebag of all. And up until yesterday, people since December 23rd have been asking, where's Justin? And you had pointed out to me earlier today that he came home looking a little bit tanned. So we kind of wonder where has he been?
1: Yeah. Yeah. He does look a little tan. So, um, So, I mean, there were reports of a, of a challenger jet in, um down in the Caribbean. Turks and Caicos, K- yep. Uh but yeah, Turks and Caicos. K- uh it's the same the same Challenger jet that the that the that ferries Canadian um politicians around. Uh whether or not it was him is yet to be determined, but um uh, I I honestly would not put it past him had it been him. Um, I would not be surprised one bit if it wasn't him. I, I hope they just come out and say so because they haven't really, uh, they've said, oh, the PMO's office has said, oh, he hasn't left the country. Well, okay. What does that mean? Does that mean he's in Victoria because he's not supposed to be flying across Canada either. Um, does that mean he's, does it mean he's at Harrington Lake? because that's a little more acceptable i mean it's only half an hour from his uh, from uh, yeah. ottawa even though it is in even though it is in quebec it's still only about a half hour from ottawa and they probably went straight there so you know that's not dangerous or anything for people but um it's i mean there's got to be photographic proof i mean <laughs> if 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 people are asking the questions where have you been wouldn't you just release a family photo of you guys on Christmas Eve? Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. How hard <laughs> is it? Like, it's like, yeah, how hard is it unless you weren't there?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, his official itinerary has has been a combination of personal days and private meetings. So, yeah, why don't you just come clean?
1: Yeah, just just tell people where you were and show us something that that shows yeah. where you were.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, good point. Yeah. So, um, see, we're coming yeah. up on our time, and I promise we'd leave you on a high note today, Canada. So, um, Progressive Conservative Party of Saskatchewan leader Ken Gray had recently put up a uh, a split uh, a split screen photo, and it made me laugh right out loud when he had said that I can't remember exactly how he worded, but he has said that, you know, I've always thought that Premier Scott Moe reminded me of uh, the show cartoon king of the hill and he put (laughs) up a split screen picture of the two of them and once you see it you can't unsee it so um i'm going to find that picture canada i'm going to put it up on the canadian common sense facebook page so if you don't already follow the page go check it out i'm going to put that picture up there because once you see it
1: you can't unsee it so um no, it it I remember seeing that. I actually saw I think I saw that on Facebook back before Christmas. Yeah, it might have been
0: that that long ago. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it it's actually quite yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I like and I like Ken Gray's response to about who uh who people say he actually yeah. looks like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, somebody had suggested that he he kind of reminds them of Drew Carey and I just thought Again, once you take a look, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. Oh, so, wow. that's. I think that's the first time we've ended a show laughing in yeah, quite exactly. a while. Exactly. So, so
0: uh, on that note, Canada, we actually came through for it. We ended on a high note. So from Mr. Hill and the, the salesman of propane and propane products, and from Tony in Saskatchewan,
1: And uh, Lewis out here in B.C. Good night, Canada. Good night.